Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That warm whiskey blanket. That's how we start every episode. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Confused Breakfast Podcast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? The excitement of walking down the aisles, browsing the names and the artwork, and finally deciding on the movie you were going to take home with you. Sure, it's hard to beat the Oz of the modern. Okay, that warm whiskey blanket was getting stuck in there. Uh, you know, it's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch. But there was something truly special about making that trip as a child, picking a movie out by handing and what. You got it. You're good. And wa- well, because I was, here's what, you know what, we're just going to keep I going. I can't wait. And watching it when I get home, am I right? Or am I right? All right. All right. All right. Just, I just ruined this whole thing. <laughs> On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. I'm your host, Mike Schulte, and joining me as always, high-ranking members of the Punxsutawney Phil Inner Circle, John mm-hmm. Pryor and AJ Vance. How the heck are you? They got their top hats on. Yes. I, just, I just like to serve my community. As best I can, That's you right. know. And the uh, best, best thing I can do is pull pull a rodent out of a stump, and yep. They, put, I'm <laughs> sure we'll get into it, but they take their job very seriously. Well, it's, really it's, it's, it's really a big deal. <laughs> Some of them aren't smiling, and I don't know. Why. <laughs> like this is not fun. We need to be serious. This is a serious deal, okay? This is not a gimmick. We, we can't have. Eight more weeks of winter, whatever the fuck it is. This is truthful. Oh, uh, well, thank you for being here. If you're new to the podcast, you're at the beginning of an episode where we take a classic movie that you love from childhood and give you every single bit of information you could ever need about the movie while dissecting it scene by scene. So stay tuned for all the fun. But first, don't forget to leave us a review on uh, podcast platforms that include Spotify now. Yeah. Also, check us out on Patreon to learn how to directly support this podcast and get access to voting. On upcoming movies, we've changed it. You, as a Patreon member, get to vote once a month on a direct movie that we're going to review. So if you find yourself going, why haven't they done Starship Troopers? (laughs) Then you just all you got to do is get in Patreon. Now is your chance. It's neck and neck right now. (laughs) Now is your chance. If you want Starship Troopers, here it is. And that's going to be our Valentine's Day movie. Yes, it is. Patreon.com slash Confused Breakfast. Go check that out. We're up and running on YouTube as well. New channel. Every single episode is being filmed. In fact, you can see my brand new uh, T-shirt here. Look at that! Hey. Some new merch. You can go to YouTube. I'm I not like- going to tell you what it is, but you'll go to YouTube. That is, it is. That's that is my uh, it's my new company. I started in Puxatawney, actually. Yeah, that's, that's what I do for the community. That's right. 
Go check that out. Go subscribe and links to everything you could ever need. Confusedbreakfast.com. Uh, and before we dive in, we got a voicemail. Ooh, Ooh you can okay. call us as always. 319-804-9596. Leave us some thoughts on the show. Here's today's voicemail. Sweet. Gentlemen, this is Nick from Baltimore. Hey. First, I want to say love the show. And I just wanted to let you all know that I just found a deleted scene from Austin Powers where they, let's just say, explore the implications of uh, a dispatched henchman. Um, as the, uh, the front-running organization in the humanization of, you know, rustlers, cutthroats, murderers, bounty hunters, desperados, mugs, pugs, thugs, nitwits, halfwits, dimwits, vipers, snipers, conmen, Indian agents, Mexican bandits, muggers, buggers, bushwhackers, horn swagglers, horse thieves, bull dykes, train robbers, bank robbers, ass kickers, and shit kickers. I thought you might like to be aware of the clip. You can find it by searching for Austin Powers' deleted scene. Also, as a follow-up, when are you going to do Blazing Saddles? Or did your parents not show you such depravity at a young age like mine? Fair. All right, guys. Look forward to a next show. Right, he went. He went far in about all he Hell had to yeah, say dude. was goons. Yeah, <laughs> but he decided to say every other word. For goons. Yeah, yeah. Every other word for good goons. Good stuff. Man. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, we. I mean, hey, we don't need no stinking batches. That's right. We. <laughs> our mothers did show us that movie. And That's right. They are good women. Yeah, I, I think that'll 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 come up. It, it will. And I can't yeah. wait. <laughs> All right, boys, time to introduce today's movie. On this episode, we discuss a movie that completely redefined the meaning of a holiday called Groundhog Day, a movie that continued to vault Bill Murray into the cores of our hearts, but unfortunately, also a movie that tore the friendship of Harold Ramis and Bill Murray apart. This movie takes us on a ride of emotions as we ponder what we would do with eternity. We are, of course, talking about 1993's Groundhog Day. On Groundhog Day. Watch Tony Phil. And for those looking to get a refresher, um, stars. It turns out I still haven't canceled my stars subscription. Oh, oh shit! It's it's there. Good thing I didn't. clicked on it, and I'm like, cool. I'm watching this. <laughs> so nice reminder you didn't cancel it. <laughs> it's a great reminder I did not cancel it. So stars, if you're like me, has it free with subscription. Otherwise, three ninety nine rents on Amazon. Uh, as of the recording of this episode, beginning of February 2022. So, in order to properly dissect and review this movie with a modern eye, which is what we do here, yeah. we first have to have to talk about that pure nostalgia. Mm-hmm. The Indeed. first time we ever saw it, AJ, you're going to start us off. Tell us your first memories of this and what your rating was for nostalgia back in the day. So, watching this for the first time, it was just like with my parents, and it was on a, like a TV network that just always played it. This was another TBS special. 100%. There's oh, like yeah. there was Shawshank Redemption, and then there's Groundhog Day, and then something else. But uh, no, I felt almost forced into watching this movie. It felt like because everyone else is like, "Oh, it's so funny," you know, you're it's hilarious. You've you got love Bill, Murray. you Bill Murray's like you know Ghostbusters, and I'm just like, yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't get it. Um, watching it for the first time when I was a kid, I would honestly probably say this is maybe like a three and a half, three point five mm-hmm. for my rating of Groundhog's Day. Gotcha. Sean, how about for you, man? Yeah, same here. TBS special, whatever TNT, whatever channel had it. It was usually around this time in February. Uh, well, it was January right now, but uh, we're almost there. Um, it's usually around this time, and I just my dad would put it on, and he'd be like, "This is a funny movie," and I was like, "What? Where's Where's Wesley Snipes? Yeah. Where's, <laughs> where's Neo? No one has a trench coat." 
coat no, off. What's going Where, where's, on? Where's Woody Harrelson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the one I wanted to watch. There you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I, I thought I, I remember thinking that it was funny in certain parts, but you know, I was, I, was, I think I was just kind of too young for it, but being entertained. So I'm, I'm right around where AJ is. I'm, I'm gonna say about uh, four on this when uh, I was, I was a young lad. Four for Sean. Um, like this movie seemed like we've done this a lot where it was very rare to watch it the whole way through. Yeah. And early yeah. on in the life, because yeah. it was always on TV. You get me. It, it, and yeah. it's just like, <laughs> it's the same day. Like, I don't know. Did he try to kill himself right away? Or was that later in the pro? I don't know. Yep. I just, this is what was on when I turned it on. And I'm going to go back to Nickelodeon guts after this. You know? like, I'm just waiting <laughs> yeah. for that new episode to start. So, Absolutely. Um, it, yeah, I, I definitely, that's how it was for me as a kid. Always was on TV, but I did like it. I did think it was a cool movie. There was some funny aspects of it. Okay. And it was it was kind of mystical, and you're wondering what's yeah. going on. The, the deeper meaning hadn't hit me yet, but yeah. just the cool aspect of it. So probably just a, a plain old seven for me. Uh, so that's a pretty low rating. That puts us at a 4.83 as a group oh. nostalgia rating, which was going to oh. put us... Gonna put it pretty. Wow, that is uh, that is our second lowest. Wow, <laughs> Princess Bride was actually lower than that. Okay, three point six. Girl movie, man. Yeah, it's a girl, girl movie. movie. So yeah. that's interesting. That's where that's where that puts us for the pre rating. We'll see how the post one goes. Nice. Uh, but we also like to lock down all the impertinent details of the movie right. before we really talk about the scene by scene. So Sean, what do you got for us, man? Scene by scene. Mm. Favorite <laughs> scenes that Sean's ever seen. Produce. <laughs> 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 Produced by Trevor Albert and Harold Ramis. Story by Danny Rubin. Screenplay by Danny Rubin and Harold Ramis. Director of photography, John Bailey. Music by George Fenton. Directed by Harold Ramis himself. Here's the cast. Bill Murray, Andy McDowell, Chris Elliott, Stephen Tobolowski, Brian Doyle Murray, Rick DeCummin. He's back, you guys. Yeah. And Michael Shannon. Yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Originally, Danny Rubin was interested in a vampire story wanting to depict what it would be like to live in the same age all the time and immortality. Rubin also had the idea of a man who woke up and it was the same day every day. Pressure from producers had Rubin marry the two ideas into the first draft for the film. Rubin looked at the calendar nearest to him and saw the next upcoming holiday was Groundhog Day and knew that there was an actual festival held in Puxatawney, Pennsylvania, and thought it would be perfect setting for the film. Harold Ramis, coming off of a not-so-successful film, Club Paradise, was looking for a story that had a character going through redemption and discovering one's purpose. Having read the script for Groundhog Day and not finding much humor in it, Ramis did a pass on the script, adding more comedic elements. Ramis's rewrite attracted Murray to the project, but the two clashed right away about what the tone of the film was. Murray wanted to highlight more philosophical aspects of the story, but Ramis instead insisted that, it's a, that it was a comedy. So when Bill Murray came in and read the script, he's like, hey, how about we just like kind of play up like there's some Buddhism stuff in here and there's some like uh, uh, Jewish kind of uh, uh, literature that you could like pull through with this. And uh, Rahel Ramis is like, no. <laughs> it's the right. They're, they're both right. They are. Yeah. Like Bill Murray's correct. There, there's some some stuff that we can gather yeah. that they could have really played on. But Harold Ramis was like, no, "We want to make money. You have to make money. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is important. This is a business." Chevy Chase, Michael Keaton, John Travolta, and Tom Hanks were Ramis's first choice for the role. Ramis really wanted Hanks, but he was tired of playing nice guys. Yeah. Uh, and they they actually thought that if like Tom Hanks was. Uh, Cass, since he's been playing nice guys throughout his entire career, pretty much, that uh, 
uh, audiences wouldn't like get that he went through a redemption. Right. They would they would like just like get it right away. So casting Bill Murray there, he's just such a an oddball choice or like a, such a loose cannon kind yeah. of. The audience could like see redemption later on and make it work. I guess we love we love Tom Hanks here, but at, at yeah, <laughs> Bill Murray is the yeah. right choice out of all the people you named. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I mean, Chevy Chase would have been even worse. So, <laughs> I could have used a Tom Hanks freakout in this movie. I think that would have been phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I will say that. That but would have been awesome. Let's be real. But hey, you know what? We can't get them all. He would have tried to throw his coffee on a kid, and I would have made a TikTok out of it, and then our account would have got flagged, flagged. for seven days. So no big deal. That's brutal, man. Jeez. You can't treat people like that. Uh-uh. Minor safety. Uh-uh. Principal photography began on March 16th, 1992 and concluded June 10th that same year. Murray was contentious with almost everyone through the whole shoot. The film was released on February 12th. I just had to add that in there. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The film was released on February 12th, 1993 and grossed 12.5 million at the box office its opening weekend. That's all I got for now, fellas. Cool. All right. Well, uh, what what has become a very popular segment here is we like <laughs> to hear what the critics and the fans thought Uh-oh. about this movie. And that's where AJ has the honor. What do you got, man? You know it's coming, guys, and we know you're here on YouTube, ready to here do it go. with us while you're driving your car. You've seen us. The Tomato Eater. Yeah. <laughs> This is a big one. I feel one. like there needs to be like <laughs> WWE entrance, like fireworks in the background when we do that. We're, wait, we're waiting for them to Rotten Tomatoes to call us. Yeah. <laughs> Get some like like uh, red stream lights to come down. Yeah. Oh. What is this? Wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, certified fresh, 97%. 97. Wait a minute. 97? 97%. Uh, that ties big and Ghostbusters for second place. Wow. Harold Ramis coming in clutch there. Interestingly wow. enough, our, our lowest nostalgia rating, Princess Bride, is still number one for Tomato Meter. Hilarious. So there you go. Hell yeah. Good Deservedly. Lord. Uh, audiences mostly agree at 88% with that. Gotcha. Um, IMDb is also uh, pretty stacked up there, too. Eight, 8.0. Eight, 8 on eight. the nose. It made it. Yeah, we that, broke out of that seven. That is officially, that's top five. So that's just under Stand By Me uh, and just wow. above Christmas Story for the movies we've done Dang. for IMDb. Damn. So there you go. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have some really great reviews from the critics here. One is from the Washington Post. I really liked this uh, segment from it. With a script as beautifully complex as this one, Ramis and his cast have half of their work done for them. This is a moral to the tale as well. What and it even strikes an uplifting note. But, for once, the audience isn't forced to surrender its intelligence or its healthy cynicism to embrace the film's sunny resolution. When Phil has the change of heart, he doesn't suddenly become a stranger. He's the same man, the same jerk, but a far wiser, more likable jerk. Nice. The, the Globe and Mail from Toronto. It's important to you know hear what our neighbors in the north have to say. Got to. Uh, this is a 63 out of 100. Uh, dial your expectations to moderate. Burrow in for the duration and you won't be disappointed. It ain't exactly springtime, but there are far worse things than an amiable outing on a winter's day. <laughs> Okay. Fair enough. Well, are we talking about a movie or I don't I, know what's I'm confused. It, it just, they're poets. They're poets, <laughs> man. Okay. Yeah. Hey, he's, he's, I can't, I, I would love to see what he writes on like TripAdvisor. <laughs> <laughs> a quaint little place, but the, the brush outside was very timid and not unkempt. P- parking was kind of difficult. Two out of five. <laughs> I see our Canadian subscribers just going <laughs> just down. Dip. I'm watching it. It's a live thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> One more. Uh, the Chicago Reader. I wasn't able to find uh, Roger Ebert's like full uh, term on this, uh, but uh, from the Chicago Reader in the same city, uh, considering that none of the characters is fresh or interesting, it's a commendable achievement that the quality of the storytelling alone keeps the movie watchable and likable. Okay. So that was 60 out of 100. Because Raj loved this movie, didn't he? I, I think Raj this is a big is like fan of this. This is like his top yeah. five movies it's or something like that. It's one of his, like, like yeah. on his list of, like, you have to watch these movies. The right. Raj collection. The, the Raj the, collection. The, the Raj meter. <laughs> <laughs> the Raj. The Raj meter. The Raj meter. <laughs> uh, I have a couple of fun ones here. Let's start with uh, the six out of 10. Normals don't get the girl. December 11th, 2021. So this is pretty recent. Uh, I'll get you some segments out of this. What the movie basically says here is that if you can play the piano like a pro, be a professional ice carver, get six different couples to gr- congratulate you for changing their lives, including being a medical professional, and demonstrate all this in front of the woman you like, then and only then will she fall for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's one thing that Phil becomes a better human, but it's bittersweet because Rita doesn't just need a nice person. She needs Superman. <laughs> <laughs> she buys him only... She buys him only because he's beyond amazing. It's that part of the ground of that robs Groundhog's Day of some impact. None of us can ever be all the things that Phil becomes. We can be nice people, but we can't be Superman, and we'll never get the girl unless we are. That's the message of Groundhog's Day. This uh, <laughs> hey. I'm gonna paint the picture of this guy. This is a guy, and this is the guy that like goes up to a girl in the bar, is like, "Tell me what your tattoos mean." Yeah, and then she doesn't like it, but he and, calls it ink. Yeah, t- who, who did your ink? <laughs> or oh, I see you're wearing a Nirvana sh- t-shirt. Name three ba- name yeah. three songs by that. Yeah. That is this guy. He's never going to find a girl, so he's mad. He thinks that he has to do all this stuff to impress a girl. He's so upset about it. <laughs> That's that guy. That you just, you that just got to have gift of gab, man. You just got to be funny. This is gift of gab, funny, baby. Dude. Come on now. <laughs> all right. I got one, uh, one more here. Uh, it's a one out of ten star. It's entitled... Uh, eloquently, sexist Hollywood garbage. Oh, 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 oh no! This Warning: is our, This is who we're our podcast is for. So I'm yeah. great. I know this person's listening. Warning: Spoilers. In <laughs> 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 case you needed to know, before you come to IMDb. <laughs> Beware. Be aware. I still love the <laughs> mental image of someone going, you know, honey, I heard Groundhog Day is good. I also heard Groundhog Day is good. Do you want to watch it? I think we should. But first, but first. let me get into IMDb <laughs> and see if anyone's warning me mm, to you not know, watch this movie. It says here that we should definitely not watch it. Ooh. <laughs> I take their word for it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Gospel. So uh, this, is, uh, this was Kristen K. Ling or Kristen Kling. Sure. Uh... <laughs> Groundhog Day is a movie about a creepy shitbag who relives the same day over and over and uses that inconvenience to gaslight and manipulate women into thinking he's not a creepy shitbag. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. <laughs> In some alternate universe, 1993, this is apparently supposed to be a funny or romantic comedy. Imagine how many women viewers have been fed this. Your love can change the asshole narrative over the decades. As per usual, this genre, all the women are also portrayed as sex objects who are either airheads or without much of a personality. Not to mention the illogical time concept where he bumps into the exact same people in the same place having the sk- despite having skipped events. Unlike the day before, the protagonist clearly isn't the sharpest knife in the box. 
considering that he never even made a serious effort to leave town and go to bed somewhere else if, to see if the time loop is bound to the hotel town that he's visiting. <laughs> all right, all right. Oh, man, yeah, let's pick it apart here. Yeah, let's pick uh, this movie apart. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crossing my notes off right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, apart from the rampant sexism and lack of logic, you can also predict the ending about halfway into the movie. Mm. So there it is. Not as bad so as I thought. So I mean, that's a one out of ten. That's some, a one out of ten. There's some valid points in there, but, uh, you know. Yeah. It's also a movie. It was the 90s. It's the 90s. Well, before we dive in scene by scene, we got to update you with our experience on Felix Gray. Oh, yeah. um, you remember we talked about him last couple episodes? Actually, I really like that shot that Jeremy did where you guys were going back and forth <laughs> on the last episode. <laughs> uh, but they, they are a company oh. that makes blue light filtering glasses. Um, the lenses are made to filter the blue light from screens and stuff. So they sent us these. We've had them for like two weeks now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Each of us got a pair. Yep. Um, I can tell you, I, I'm anxious to know what you guys think. I love these so much that I threw away my old glasses. I, I wear glasses in the morning and at night before I put my contacts in. Sure. And so this has my prescription in it. Yep. And I literally just said, well, these are better. Yep. <laughs> and threw them away. Because <laughs> not only are they good quality glasses, but they're filtering all this shitty light that I'm never going to get take away. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I'm always going to have my phone in my screen. I'm always working. And, and it honestly... I've been having the most insane dreams. Nice. Uh, and I think it's a sign that I'm actually sleeping because yeah. <laughs> I read this. Get those REM cycles, baby. They're saying more than any color blue light messes with your body's ability to prepare for sleep. Mm. So think about the time you're most likely to be on your phone. Yeah. Right before you go to yeah. bed, the blue light from your phone Just is messing you up. <laughs> like it's, and then every once in a while you drop it on your face. You go, oh. Oh, shit. And that messes with your RAM as well. <laughs> so bottom line, like I've been having the most vivid dreams over the last two weeks, and I have to attest it to the fact that I'm sleeping better. Wow. Yeah. I mean, okay. What's your experience been so far over two weeks? I mean, kind of the same, man. Like, it's, uh, I, my eyes just like hurt throughout the day, yeah. just because uh, I'm not wearing my glasses at work or anything like that. I come home and I do this work with the glasses on. Um, and I've noticed a difference between like just my eyes feeling heavy and tired when I get home. And then once I've put these on the past two weeks, they've been pretty fine. Yeah. I felt more awake, I guess, when I'm supposed to be awake and sleep a little bit better too, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I I will tell you since getting them, I have not worn my other glasses. Yeah, See? That's I haven't worn my other glasses, and so I, I I've that's been enjoying them a lot because I I mean I have like designer brands. Yeah, I've got like other internet brands and that I found you know ooh. like ooh I wear glasses a lot. Okay, guys, <laughs> I wear a lot of glasses. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes I accessorize with my outfit, uh, but Put no some stickers on them and stuff. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I, I sticker them up like my water bottle. Uh, but no, like I, I will, I will say I haven't, I, I haven't gone back to my yeah. other glasses. Uh, like they look good, they, yeah. they're comfortable to wear, and I'm in front of a screen probably eighty percent of my day. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's because of work, it's because of podcasting, it's because of my phone, because of social, whatever it happens to be. Like it's definitely helping out a ton. Oh, yeah. I, I have way less. 
less headaches because of it. Yeah. We're going to keep, uh, we're going to keep processing these for a whole nother week for the next episode. We told them we'd give them like a four week try and, yeah. and report honestly to you. Yep. So, uh, we're pretty much sold, but we'll let you know next week. Yep. Uh, if you're like us, you know, these are going to work. These are high quality prescription, non-prescription stylus, different colors. Yep. Uh, go to Felix slash confused. That's F E L I X G R A Y glasses.com slash confused free shipping, free returns, free exchanges. Go give those guys some love. Go check it out. Totally. Spoiler alert. They work. Spoiler. <laughs> You're going to love it. <laughs> All right. Well, my dudes, what do you say? We grab our winter gear and head on down to Gobbler's Knob for the festivities. Yeah. Knob somebody's gobbles. <laughs> we, can, we can say a prayer and drink our sweet vermouth on the rock with a twist as we toast Punxsutawney Phil and hope he doesn't see a shadow. Yeah. There's a 100% chance of fun, and I hope you remember me in this conversation tomorrow because I sure as heck fire remember you. Hey. That's right, Woodchuck. It's Groundhog Day! Woo! To world peace. If you don't believe me, take me by the hand. Can't you feel your warming up? Yeah, I'm your weatherman. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to it. Maybe. All right, so scene one. Phil Connors, a TV weatherman, begrudgingly travels with news producer Rita Hansen and cameraman Larry to cover the annual Groundhog Day festivities in Punxsutawney. After the celebration concludes, a blizzard closes the roads and forces the team to stay in Punxsutawney. Connors awakens the next morning to find it's February 2nd again, and his day unfolds in almost the exact same way. Whoa. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Dude, once once this film started and, and I saw the credits start rolling, I'm like, this, I am so stoked. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bill really? Murray. Yeah. Bill Murray. I think Chris Elliott, right? Yeah. Is his oh, name? yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I love him as a character actor Me in too. pretty much everything he's in. Obviously, my my good hand. Yep. Um, but yeah. Yeah, the, the cast is just stacked. I saw Rick to come in. I'm like, mm-hmm. any movie he's in, it's gold. Uh, doesn't good. matter. We're in. Yeah. The, the intro was kind of weird uh, stylistically for me. You had this 30 second intro of clouds. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then, the yeah, they're still doing the, the intro credits. And then they go to the weather forecast, mm-hmm. like the actual scene where they're doing this. Mm-hmm. And then it goes to like the driving to Punxsutawney. And it's all still like the opening it's credits. credits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't understand what happened here. <laughs> it's like, it's almost like a like a coal open on a sitcom or so, or something, like and the then Simpsons they, opening. Yeah, they continue like the the credits into the like beginning of the episode, and, and it's just out, like yeah, what's yeah, happening, and then out of the beginning. Yeah, too. and you're just like, what is going? Okay, we get it. You know, we're good. We're I, I guess supposedly like the the office scene was never supposed to happen. It was just supposed to be them going, mm. and yeah. then they were going to establish that later. But that was kind of a funny because personally, I buy Bill Murray as a weatherman. I do too. Oh, oh, I love my. it. His mannerisms and when he's when he's doing it, and they're gonna blow right up. <laughs> I, he's fantastic. At All that. this moisture coming up out of the south is gonna mix with that cold air in the north and <laughs> crystallize up above. Give us what we call snow. <laughs> There'll be some accumulations. <laughs> I think the heavy stuff's gonna move off. Heavy though. stuff's gonna push off towards Altoona. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it was really and I love that. I think that I always think of news cast is having that dynamic where they're like, well, Phil, what yeah. a great day. I hate you, Phil. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> as soon as the cameras are off. Immediately. As soon as we stop recording this episode, we're like, fuck you, Mike. God damn it. You <laughs> shit about anything. We're actually in different rooms. We're pretending like we're looking yeah. at each other. <laughs>
Uh, <laughs> no, I did notice like when like Bill Murray, he's he's like once he came on screen, like oh, he's playing himself again. Yeah, just a weatherman this time, you know. Like, what do you guys think of Bill? We've talked about a little bit about it in the Ghostbusters uh, episode, but what do you think about him as an actor as a whole? I think uh, like Bill Murray is Bill Murray. Yeah, I, I, I feel like we've established this to some degree, but Bill Murray is Bill Murray. Yeah, and it's just you're going to get Bill Murray the weatherman. You're going to get Bill Murray the Ghostbuster. You're going to get <laughs> Bill Mo- Bill Murray the Scrooge. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that's who you're going you're to get. Bill Murray. And I hear like uh, he he's like revered by a lot of people in the industry, obviously as like and he's w- seems well liked and all this. But then on on movie sets though, he is just intolerable. Yeah, is what I hear. Borderline Chevy Chase like that. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves he's this folk hero. Yeah, uh, but yet like he's the worst. If you're doing a movie, he's the worst person you would ever want to hire. Yeah, he doesn't have a phone. You don't know if he's going to show up <laughs> right. until he shows up. That's not cool. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't really learn his lines. No, just yeah. kind of improvs everything. Which, like we said in Ghostbusters, like once you put a camera on certain people, yes. they just light the fuck up, and yeah. he's one of them. But yeah, I mean, like I, I was reading that. Uh, obviously, we'll get more into it, but him and Ramus were yeah. clashed so hard on this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he like was going through a divorce at the time, yeah. so like you gotta give it to him a little bit there, mm-hmm. just kind of going through a hard time. But uh, yeah, I mean. He's he's the perfect choice for this movie. Though. He, he is. He's an unbelievable actor. No. Even if he is playing himself, he's an unbelievable. <laughs> he's got multiple dimensions to him. Where like we talk Chevy Chase, it's just like that's just Chevy Chase, and yeah. he never One trick, he yeah. never changes. But right. Bill Murray can can do the ups and downs. I think even Harold Ramis and him would say that. Bill would say, "Am I good? Am I good? Yeah. Phil Connors or bad Phil Connors?" Yeah, yeah. That's basically all he would come That's, in at, and, and just tell me which one I am, and yeah, then I will go. Trying to give him direction, like specific, yeah. uh, detailed direction, and Bill would just interrupt <laughs> him and be like, "Am I good or bad, Phil?" Yeah, just tell me if I'm good or if I'm bad. Yeah, like just let me know what we're doing, and then he'll, and then he just plays it. Yeah. So I mean, he's 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 great, but he's also. Bill Murray. Yeah. So. <laughs> Would you guys, based on, I know this is nothing what actual Groundhog Day is like in Punxsutawney, because this wasn't actually even Punxsutawney. Oh, okay. Was, uh, Somewhere in Illinois, right? Woodstock. Yeah, uh, that's Illinois. right. Where, where the, yeah. So, uh, would you actually, if this is what it was like, would you go to Groundhog Day? Fuck yeah, dude. It looks awesome. <laughs> it's like an awesome party. <laughs> it does. Everybody's just like, Wee, we're having the best I time. mean, I know, don't you like polka? So, <laughs> it's, time for a polka. it's time for a story. Uh, the song polka. that they, Pennsylvania polka. Uh, I was real drunk one time and uh, I was in Des Moines, Iowa at a German Hessen house. Of course. There was a polka band. <laughs> Is that a brothel or? It, yes, yes. Yeah. It was a it was a bar. <laughs> uh, and I went up to the polka band. I was like, I was like, can you play Pennsylvania polka? And they're like, we can. And I go, what's it going to take to get you? And they're like, sign up for the Iowa Polka Club. <laughs> and so I filled out an application. <laughs> I filled out an application, and they sent me in the mail like a, a membership card to the Iowa Polka Club. It's like fifty bucks. Fuck yeah! And they played Pennsylvania polka, and All I was right. just like, oh, does anyone does? Yeah, I'm just looking around like, is anyone here? Nobody's this? getting nobody, it? nobody knows this is from Groundhog Day. And then I was at uh, the Amanda Colonies for Oktoberfest, and they played the same thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. they're playing Pennsylvania Polka, <laughs> and nobody cared. I love that song. Oh, my God. I, I thought while hearing while that scene was going on and that song was playing, I'm like, I think Mike likes this song. If I'm not, I'm not Break mistaken. Up the music and join in the fun. <laughs> <laughs> it just, it's so good. It sounds like a living snow globe. <laughs> why? Why polka for Groundhog's Day? It makes no sense. <laughs> 
like, makes well, no what? sense. It's not like this is like German heritage, like no. time. Like, what are you talking about? This, <laughs> this is literally just. I heard. I heard. I wish I knew the exact folklore on this, but I heard Groundhog Day started as just people used to just go out into the woods and like hunt groundhogs, and then it was like, <laughs> well, then one day they're like, well, this is the magical groundhog, and then they're like, oh, he. He predicts the weather. Uh, I don't know. Let's have a party. <laughs> That's what Thanksgiving's going to become, man. We're going to stop eating turkey or something because of a shortage. They're going to say, oh, it's, oh we, we wait for the turkey to tell if it's going to snow. <laughs> On Christmas. <laughs> On Christmas this day. <laughs> we, we measure the length of its, of its of nobbler. Its gurgle. Uh, gobbler knob. <laughs> know, it and I, like, I'll tell you what. I was, if I was not going to Groundhog Day before, but then you told me, no, it's in gobbler's it's knob. In go- like, what going. is that? I have to be there. <laughs> By the way, I've only got like eight things from this movie that I that I want as my thing, but one is the a sign that says "Gobblers." No, oh, we're doing this. Okay, we're doing it right now. Jump it in. Sorry, I did it. You get a sign that says. I, I'm taking the oh, sign man. that says "Gobblers." Knob. I want one of those goddamn top hats. Okay, <laughs> because I feel like I feel like I'd look good in a top hat. I want the the three old ladies. They he, he changes their tire. I want that car. Oh, that, that huge boat. I thought you were gonna say the ladies, and I was just like, <laughs> hey, all right. it's weird, but okay. If we could rewind the tape, you you technically said, I want the three ladies. Yeah, Yeah, you could just edit that. Just cut that out. That's fine. That's why I just ruined. Yeah, just kick me off the show, just like that. (laughs) There was was a really funny moment that, this is why I love this show so much, because I try to watch these movies to pay attention to things I normally don't pay attention to. And I'm like laser focused on it, right? Yeah. Where normally you're kind of, it's kind of in the background. When the groundhog comes out and sees a shadow, and everybody goes, boo! And then Phil turns around to do the three, two, yeah. one. He goes, he goes, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Never saw that as a kid. Never saw he's it. such so a good. dickhead. Because he's such an asshole, man. And they're <laughs> mad at him. He does this terrible interview. Yeah. yeah. Let's get, it's good enough. Let's go. We got to get out of town. Yeah. <laughs> I just like how he thinks he's like more famous than he is as a weatherman. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean. I get it. It's Pittsburgh or whatever, but yeah. come on. Sometimes we see like local weathermen or like uh, newscasters from like Cedar Rapids or something like that. You see him out in high V, you're like, holy shit, he's on TV a lot. And you're like, okay. All right, well, All right, anyway. good enough. Yep, <laughs> Not good like, enough. If, uh, I don't think I've ever talked to one of them that they've ever said back to me, thanks for watching. <laughs> <Yeah>. no, <laughs> thanks, thanks, no. So, are you the host of Confused Breakfast? Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> you want an autograph or something? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He I does half expect that people are just waiting for his autograph. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> I do like how uh, the real life Bill Murray is kind of a shithead on the, on the set, but he did kind of get some comeuppance with the groundhog itself. Okay. Yeah. It, it bit him three times. He had to get rabies shots twice. <laughs> Jesus. Wait, well, when would that have been? Like during the car driving scene? I think scene, it was a probably? car driving scene. Probably the car driving yeah. scene had to be. <laughs> so it got him back. Hey, you know. The groundhog that. did not look happy. No, not at all. <laughs> I, I do like when he is, uh, when he, when they're trying to get out of town. And like he just walks up, and like Bill Murray acting cold is like somehow the worst and best thing ever. <laughs> what do you mean? It's so good. <laughs> well, the weather. What are you talking about? Oh, I the, make the weather. It makes the weather. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's like, well, this moisture is going to push on past. He's like, look at the moisture's on your head. He's like, he's like you, you can either get, uh, you can either get a hotel, you can go back the way you came. He's like. I'm thinking about I'm it. Thinking. <laughs> or freeze to death. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I don't want to go back there. thinking about it. <laughs> I, I had a thought, too. So he wakes up. He wakes up the next morning, and it's we've now started the cycle. Right, right. right. Um, 
if it hadn't snowed overnight, he would have looked out his window and, and it would have been the same as what he was expecting. But he's now expecting to see snow and he doesn't see it. Right. So if it hadn't done that, he would have thought that this was the most elaborate prank known to man. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> what is everyone? But now he's gotten this mental image. He's like, when I went to bed, there was snow on the ground and now there's not. Right. I already have a problem with this. But yeah. had that not happened, it would have taken him a lot longer to figure this out. That's yeah. true. Don't you think? Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. 100%. I mean, like the radio thing is like a, 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 yes. like a cue, I guess. But, you know, I, I don't like remember word for word everything I no. hear no. all the fucking time, you know. But he wakes up so quick. Yeah, like I know he's. How I know he's he used to getting up. Usually, probably at that time. But like, even I get up at like six fifteen every morning. It takes me like forty five minutes to even like get dressed to like <laughs> like open my eyes physically with my. You yeah, know, I mean, ever since Felix Gray, it's been better. But, it's a lot better. Um, <laughs> it takes me like forty five minutes just to even like put on shoes. Yeah, but he's just like I'm up. You and know, and we're out. Exactly. Yeah. Look out the window. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what a day! What a day this is. Can I ask you what what is what do you guys feel is or would be the most annoying part of this like wake up thing or like this yeah, same day situation? Cycle. Yeah. What's what's the most annoying thing? Oh man, is it is it time to talk about Ned? It's, Ryerson? it's Ned Ryerson. <laughs> is it Ned Ryerson? Is it yeah. Ned Ryerson? Uh, I was gonna say I was gonna say that the fact you have to consider that however long this has transpired, he hasn't taken a warm shower. This oh. entire time. <laughs> okay. He hasn't taken a warm shower. Okay. This entire time. That's un- extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> wow. Between, okay. between that, Ned Ryerson, and the same song in the morning every fucking night, that would also. No one likes no that one, song. No one wants that. <laughs> no one wants to hear an oboe going, wee, wee, Yeah. Wee, God. Wee. Yeah. <laughs> no, or hey, whatever. Did your pie honey mine? Bob Dylan. Yeah. It's just like, babe. <laughs> it's a uh, Sonny and share but like that, that was one of the only things in like the original script from Danny Rubin I believe is yeah, the writer did, yeah uh one of the only things that survived like the Ramus passes and everything like that oh, really? uh, uh, and then they got that song for it because it's just they it seems like to Danny Rubin that it was just the same thing over and over again and it kind of is it like is. Bum, 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 I got you babe it's just, and then like towards the end of the song it kind of trails off a little bit and then comes back in yeah like what the fuck is nah. this <laughs> like, they never they never got to that part of the song but they obviously right got the point across I believe yeah I think I I think it's time because I want to tell you about this fan theory okay that blew my mind and okay. it's a good time to tell it because I think it'll make more sense as we go through this. So okay. uh, there, there's a lot of thoughts on what's really happening here, right? The easiest one to believe is that maybe he died and he's in purgatory mm-hmm. and he needs to do good. He needs to finally become a good person in order to go to heaven, right? That's an easy one to think. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. But the one that blew my mind involves Ned Ryerson. Okay. There's a theory out there that Ned Ryerson is the devil. Mm. Are you serious? Now think about it. So, oh my so God. Phil, Phil doesn't Easy recogni- to believe. To be Phil honest. does not recognize him at yeah. all. Even though he's got, I dated your sister, and you told me not to. He should have. He should have known who Ned was. He probably made fun of him in high school. You remember the guys? You, oh, sorry for making fun of you. Doesn't remember him. The devil was targeting him directly, and he's like, I can just pull this weird angle in and mm-hmm. get onside. Um, and so he puts this spell on him. 
And it all starts when he says, watch out for that first step. He takes that first step. It's a doozy. Like that mm. first step into the time warp. Yeah. Okay? So then here's where it gets weird. So everything goes wrong after this, right? That, that's where the time portal starts. There's this freak snowstorm that he said wasn't going to happen. Right. He's a smart weatherman. Yeah. It happened. There's no hot water, all this stuff. At the end of the movie, <clears throat> he finally... This day goes perfect. But at the beginning of that day, he signed up for life insurance with Ned. Mm, right. He signed a contract yes. with Ned. Uh, remember, he said, he's my new insurance guy. And he said, I'll say, hold, whole life turn, Uniflex, fire theft, auto dental, with the optional death and dismemberment plan. Mm. He signed this contract. And then, beautiful. Everything he ever wanted to happen in life happened. Mm. He officially sold his soul. He wanted to be loved by everyone. Talented, famous, finally get Rita. The devil hooks that man up mm. with everything he wants, and life goes on. Okay. He, he exits the time portal, but his soul is owned by the devil. Oh, Jesus. And Ned Ryerson. And Ned Ryerson. Ned Ryerson. Man. He's kind of a creeper. Kind oh, yeah. of a weird guy. Oh, yeah. And he makes- doesn't fit into this story at all. He's it, just like not yeah. a normal person. No, even when he like, even I don't know how many times I've seen Ned Ryerson and I mean obviously watching. Needle knows Ned, Ned the head. Exactly. Ned the head. It's it's like he is a bit much. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like it's undeniable. You have to think he's doing exactly to uh Phil that he's he's just gaslighting him probably then. He didn't go to school with him, maybe. No. He's just gaslighting him, just like he's doing to all these now women and yeah. stuff that mm-hmm. we got to get to. But it's just like he's just doing the same thing to him that that Phil decides to do later on. Yeah. Yeah. So, kind, yeah. of a, kind of an interesting way to now think about it moving I like forward. It. Yeah. He's okay. just like, fuck this guy. I'm, t- I'm taking his soul. I'm going to throw him in a time portal. Until, and that, until, and that is, until he finally signs it over. That is canon from here on out. No one yep. can ever watch the movie the nope. same way again. Correct. Uh, it's that is uh, bu- biblical now. Yep. Right. Just so you know, here it is. Well, it's not fun. You just ruined the whole. I'm movie. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You want to stop, <laughs> or should we go to scene two? We should go to scene two. All right, cool. <laughs> so after after briefly trying to rationalize his situation and then thinking he is insane. Connors takes advantage of learning the day's events and the information he's able to gather about the town's inhabitants and finds that his actions have no long-term consequences for himself. He seduces a beautiful woman, steals money, and goes on a drunken police chase. This is the fun part of the movie, right? Yeah. This is where you're like, man, wouldn't yeah. that be awesome? Well, wait, I mean, kind of be fun, it right? Be cool, dude. And then when he's with Rick to come in and everything, he's just like, so what would you guys do? He's like, we could do whatever we wanted. And then it kind of hits him, you know, like it... That aspect does seem fun, and I'm glad they do like uh, go or like they explore yeah. that, you know. Uh, and that's what makes mm, the editing to me like really fucking brilliant because you set this uh, plot up in this curse or whatever. And so, like, if he finds something out from somebody, like, say, Rita, uh, you know, like, or, or I don't like that, or I don't like Danishes or whatever, and then cuts to the next day, or cuts cuts um, right yeah. away the same yeah. thing, and he just changes it. It's yeah. so brilliant. It's yeah. it's such a good, like, because the audience is smart, and the, one of the reviewers or whatever was just like, it doesn't, like, placate to the audience as much. It, it lets them kind of figure it out, yeah. you know? It's really yeah, smart about I, it. I like that about it. It's it's This is where it gets super funny. Uh, for me when he walks past Nancy and he's god damn it you're just a shit bag but he's just like asking these questions (laughs) she's like why are you talking to me it's like Nancy 
Lincoln. Nancy. Lincoln. Walsh. Walsh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then I love it when it, again, it cuts like you're saying, cuts right back. He's walking past her in the park and it's just like, Nancy. <laughs> Dude, pulling a whole Ned Ryerson. Uh, yeah, Stay exactly. right here. Stay right here. Uh, it's like, I was a little shorter back then. I've sprouted. <laughs> like, so let's, let's talk about it. I, I get, I get the, the, the PC look back on this. Yeah, to be of like, course. Yeah. What, a, what a fucking dick. If this was, if this really happened to you, people would do the worst things. Oh yeah, all everyone listening, right? Every, even the person being like misogynistic, you would do the same thing. There's, nothing, there's no consequence. Yeah, exactly. Is, and what, what else are you gonna do? It's not that there's no consequences. It's like, well, this is my life now. Yeah. yeah. I like I'll I'll explore every aspect I can about it. I guess even if that's being a shit ass. Yeah. You yeah. know, like <laughs> I'm not necessarily saying that we would all do that, but like we would do some of this shit probably. You know, you need some sort of entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> we'll argue about it later about theories of how long he's in this because there's some thoughts there, on this. Yeah. There. Yeah. yeah well, I, we'll talk about that I think later as okay. this goes on. But if if I don't care who you are, if you're in there this long you're going to do everything. And they even talk about, they don't even get into, they had thoughts of getting into like really bad stuff. Yeah. Like there's a lot darker. It could have been so dark because it very much could have been. And they said, this is about as dark as we're going to go. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) well, besides him, like often himself. Yeah. And even that's dark. (laughs) And we'll get to that. But man, they could have gone worse than that. I, and it kind of adds to that whole misogynistic thing too, like of just how big of an asshole Phil is. is because like the, I think the morning that he wakes up and everything's kind of normal or whatever, he talks to Rita. He's like, hey, how'd you sleep without me? He's like, geez, man. Fuck. <laughs> he's a toss and turn. He's like, you're incredible. <laughs> Who told you? <laughs> uh, speaking of Rick to come in, I thought this was, I thought he was our leader on most like a films oh, that yeah? we've done. Yeah. He's been in four films we've done. Yeah. But there's one person that's been in more. Do you know who it is? I mean, John Candy. Yeah, there you go. Okay, yeah, there it is. John, John Candy's Candy. been in five. Wow. Uh, but Rick to come in four movies. Four movies. So far. Man, they and it's all a movie together. He's, oh, were they? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't like, think they ever did. I want like a buddy movie with them. That'd be Whoa. fucking awesome. We want. Yeah, dude. Like this is. I think we talked about this. Like those two. Those two like being in a movie together and just like give me some sort of buddy cop movie. Yeah, where dude. Like <laughs> one of them would be really serious and one of them would be fumbling and it's yeah. just like that'd be great. I would love that. <laughs> Can I get a deep true. fake on that? Someone yeah. in the internet, like please. <laughs> much much appreciated. Hey, put AJ. their put their faces on Tango and Cash or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we might be able to Photoshop that. I, AJ, did you recognize the the guy obviously the Groundhog, the guy yeah. in the hotel? Do you know who that is? Yes, because yes. and I know I I know specific. He's been in he many things. You did? Well, no, he brought it up on. There was another episode that he was on. I think it was uh, Home Alone. Okay. Yep. He's, he was the Santa Claus in Home Santa Alone. Claus in Home Alone. He's been in a. And he's also he's also uh, the big guy in Armageddon. That's too. it. Yeah. That's it, that's isn't right. It, isn't it great? So I saw him and I thought of you because I know you. I was like, oh shit, you're fucking right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I didn't get that because in Home Alone, it's just he's a Santa oh, Claus yeah. with a costume on. Yeah. It's his voice that got yeah. me this time ago. <laughs> Whose voice is that? Yes. I know that voice. Have to see the groundhog? <laughs> Did hey, you... Uh, kid can't be alone. Can't leave Santa Claus without getting a candy. <laughs> candy cane. Now hold out your hand. Your boyfriend took the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was all. I thought that was... I love those little mini connections. Of getting them. off can, the can, nuclear warhead. Warhead. Oh, that's not... He didn't say that one. Yeah. Can I uh, Can I ask you guys about one then? Did you recognize who the bread and, uh, the, the bed and breakfast owner is? I... <sighs> Vaguely, what what is it? Do you know, Mike? I I mean, I do, but I don't. Like, right. 
when it, you say it, I'll be like, oh yeah. It's it's the uh, photography lady from Wedding Singer. When they go to talk oh. to, oh yeah, I've never done it for that cheap. It's her. <laughs> okay, <laughs> beautiful. Hell yeah, dude. Come on, Faye, Faye. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look away. <laughs> That's her. Do you think? I was trying to think of our our reviewer got into that, but I was trying to think of ways critically that he i wonder if he ever tried to break the curse mm. like don't you think leaving punk satani should have been something that should have been explored or at least at least attempted to be explored yeah because i mean like, that highway is blocked off that way I couldn't guess. he have just woken up in the morning yeah. and not even gone to the newscast and just, just yeah left? exactly that was my whole thing yeah it's like why does he wait around to do this newscast, if he knows he's gonna have like if he's if he's already in this time warp, why is he still trying? Yeah. Why don't you just wake up and then just get out? Go. Yeah. Like try everything you can. You just wake up. You're like, yeah, I'll just if, I, if it fails and it fails, I'll just be back here anyways. Or what about he never that he tried to stay up late that one time with Rita later on in the movie, but he yeah. fell asleep. Right. Do everything you can like to to stay awake to six o'clock and mm. see what happens. Right. Because six o'clock is this magical moment apparently where the time loop starts over. What happens if you're up till six? Right. So I don't know. Those are the things I've always wanted to know, even as a kid. Like, why didn't he try those things? Yeah. And and then so I I keep trying to, like, make justifications for things like, oh, man, is he does he wake up as rested as he was always? Is he you know what I mean? Like, is he is he always waking up like with the same amount of rest he got the day before? Like that kind of a thing when he eats a lot of food or when he yeah. like when he's smoking and he's it's like there are days that he looks rougher though than others True, there is yeah. you know it's it's kind of maybe he just doesn't try in the morning i don't know okay like, maybe yeah he doesn't actually take that cold shower and shave he, yeah yeah use his manscaped lawnmower <laughs> right yeah, he's like, like I, don't I, don't care, I don't care today yeah exactly so that yeah. brings up an interesting theory though because it appears that all is changing is his mind yeah he's, yeah his hair is not growing He's not getting fatter or unhealthier or his teeth. He doesn't get older or older. But like when you get to the end, when he starts learning things like motor skills, like playing a piano, that doesn't check out to me because it'd be like if he just started lifting weights for eight hours a day every day. Yeah. He's not going to retain the muscle. Yeah. He's not going to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're so right. like playing a piano. That's a lot of that's motor skills. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and muscle memory. So does he not, how does he retain that knowledge? That's true. It's there's a fun just question. a few, there's a few oh, things man. to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's, yeah, that's it's, fun to think about. That's, that's what I kept getting messed up with is like what, what continues and what doesn't yeah. fulfill. Yeah, it's really strange. It's it's know. cool how because uh, this movie like started its own genre of movies. It's oh like Groundhog God. Day movies, you know. We actually, actually, I was thinking we should talk about that on Patreon only audio. Like, start naming all That'd the be fucking fun. movies. Yeah, well, I mean, like the questions you're bringing up, Palm Springs kind of answers. Does it a little really? Bit, the what's in my rom com uh, top five or whatever? It does show them like driving like overnight to a different state or whatever. And it just like, it just kind of, it just reverts them back when, when a Weird. certain time hits. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it's a cool fucking plot outline that we've gotten a lot of other cool movies out of. And, and like, this is the first that we the know first. of. This yeah, is the yeah. first one that ever explored this time loop there's, thing. There's a couple of writers out there that's like, oh, he stole my idea. Well, you're going to get that all the yeah. fucking time. In fact, it, it, maybe it's, I th- I've always thought we should start a segment that's like where TikTok called us out. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> apparently we, we apparently didn't do enough research uh, or we glossed over it. I don't know. But apparently someone has claimed that they were the writer, original writer of The Matrix and Terminator uh-huh. and that they were actually linked together. Mm. And so we were getting a ton of hate on our Matrix videos. Like, you didn't tell the 
It's like, oh, didn't well, I didn't know. Story, I don't, yeah. I, nobody told me. I, I read know. about that, but it's yeah. just like, uh, well, I, I go who off of, who is I go off of who is credited, I guess. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if it got stolen from you. Too bad. Oh, so great idea if it was. Yours. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're, you're great at stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you're so good at this. <laughs> so what would you do with your non-consequence day? Mm. That that let's say that he did like I, I love the I love the ste- like stealing cars yeah and oh just yeah going around and doing I would nuts. definitely see what I could do to like evade the law yeah or something like that and uh, talk back like, to cops yes yeah, yeah spend a night in jail or you know whatever like yeah I wouldn't go so far as like hurt people or anything like that but I'd binge drink or something I already do that anyway but <laughs> yeah, yeah I, the, the only thing that came to my head is like I'd probably drink I'd probably like. Yeah. We'll play a show and drink a lot of whiskey. Oh, I did that last night. Oh, wait, I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Groundhog Day? It kind of feels like it does. <laughs> you know what? Like, I love the conversation about this whole thing when they're in the bowling alley. It's another place I want to be, just hanging out in that yeah. bowling alley, Why drinking those beers. Why do bowling alleys look so cool? I don't know, man. Like, Why don't we hang out in bowling alleys? We should alleys? just hang out in a bowling alley. I you want to? Like. I think we should do that. We should yeah. make it a thing. Um, and, and yeah, like... By the way, another thing I want from the movie is Rick to come in shirt no, on this. I'm sorry, you Punch can't have, you Phil. Already, Nope, I'm sorry. You already <laughs> took your gobbler's yeah, knob sign. Fine. fine. <laughs> Still want his shirt. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> the, the fast food joke when he gets pulled over, too. Uh, that's, yeah. that's a classic for me. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, it's all it's all very, very funny, conversational, like, back and forth yeah. between them all. And, and it, I love his realization of it that he's just like, yeah, he's like, I can do whatever the hell I'm going to do. I'm driving. Like, let's yeah. go drive on train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> what? I like what something he says is stick in one place every, or stuck in one place, everything the same and nothing you did mattered. 1000% 2020. Oh, like, wow. I was just like, oh, shit. Oh, that hurt a lot. Oh, wow. You saying that. Uh. <laughs> the, guy says, the guy says to him back, he's just like, pretty much sums it up for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His friend, dude, the Cummins friend. Yeah. The guy that wants pa- flapjacks. Yeah, he was, he's <laughs> yeah. wanting flapjacks. He's like, oh, that is my life. Oh, damn it. <laughs> oh, well. It begs the question, are some of these other people in a purgatory, I wonder? Ooh, maybe. I don't know, man. I don't know. We don't know. They, I would, they have not shown a sign of, of changing anything. None yeah. of them have. So true. That's I would, true. To, your, to your question, I would just find ways to fuck shit up. Yeah. Like, just, yeah. I'd go burn stuff. And, yep. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, it's, just, it's Grand Theft Auto now. Fuck. And that's <laughs> essentially what it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I woke up in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I just, I do whatever it takes. Just, I do mundane tasks, but like, in the most obnoxious way, like shooting doors open or something, or like, <laughs> <laughs> like taking axes Ru- to windows, running or, and sliding across the hood yeah. of your car, oh, yeah, yeah. do it like that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. stuff that I'm a little scared to do nowadays. Right. But. Every piece of food I had, I would throw up in the air to try to catch in my mouth. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't matter. You know, you know, that, what I mean? you know that feeling when you're like on, on like a uh, like a high building or something like that. That feeling like I should jump off right now. Yeah. But you don't do it. They call. I would just do it. Okay. What is that? <laughs> What's that called? The call of the void or something? The call of the void. Yeah. Ooh. Have you ever heard of that? Oh my god, I hate that shit. Ew. I get that all the time. Yeah, hell yeah. Hey guys, this is Kyle DeRozier telling you to watch my new film, Stroke of Luck, now streaming on Apple TV and Amazon Prime. It's a film about a guy, a girl, a farm, and some horse semen. And now back to the show. All right, let's move this on. So Phil starts to focus his attentions to courting Rita by learning everything he can do to lie to her. This ultimately never works out the way he planned. He begins to tire and then dread his existence. Eventually, in an attempt to break the cycle, he kidnaps Phil the groundhog and drives off a cliff. He commits suicide several more times, but it appears death cannot stop the day from repeating. 
I have to say the some of these scenes, uh, how they're staged, because he's learning about people's habits and everything. Like, oh, this girl's going to walk by at this time. The armored car is going to go yeah. by at that time. And the amount of staging that, like, Ramus would have to do to direct and, like, not have cars hit Bill Murray and, and Bill Murray not be scared by them or flinch, you know? Yeah, because he's got to appear like exactly he's like done he knows this forever. Yeah, it's it's really incredible, and that would be really fucking hard to do. And so I I like that about it. I have a theory at this point that I I just thought of this because I kept wondering why do I why do we keep seeing this person but they have no lines or whatever. So my rebuttal to you and Phil and uh, uh, Ned Ryerson being the devil. Okay. I think the bartender is God. Okay. Mm. We never hear him talk. He doesn't interfere. Shakes his head. He, all the he time. just shakes his head at everything that's going on around him. Uh, you know, you hear you hear um, Phil talk about. He's like, maybe, maybe I am the God. I don't know. I don't know if I am or not. It's like, but at the same time, he's like, I mean. Uh, maybe maybe God really isn't omnipotent. Maybe he is just he just knows everything about everything because he's been here the whole time. Mm. It's like and like that to me that is like the bartender, there. and he's always just standing bartenders there. are always here in every oh, everybody's true. dirty everything. laundry. Yeah, that's okay. my little theory on that. But like you keep it. seeing him, right? Like yeah. he just keeps popping up in there. So put yourself in the in the headspace of Bill Murray. You're 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 going to be this misogynist. You're going to keep learning everything about Rita so you can get her in bed. Okay. We're not saying that's right or I mean, we're not saying that's wrong, but <laughs> in, in this new in this new reality of never ending, it's whatever. Right. Nobody's judging you. Do right. whatever you want. But there's a I have an issue. Cause like you gotta stick to your convictions at some point. When he orders uh whiskey on the rocks, yeah, and then she goes, I, I like sweet vermouth on the rocks with a twist. And he's like, okay, cool. The next day, then he orders that. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. <laughs> because listen, our friends at Cedar Ridge Whiskey, yeah. like, you're not going to get me to drink sweet vermouth when I have the delicious nectar yeah. of the Look gods at you in my glass. Right in you like that? <laughs> no, for real. Like Cedar Ridge is, is where I'm drawing the line on Rita. If she's not happy with me drinking Cedar Ridge on the rocks, mm-hmm. Then I'm I'm not happening with Rita. You want to be yourself, man. You want to be individualistic, and Cedar Ridge is a great way to do that. That's what I'm saying. They were just named number one selling bourbon in the state of Iowa for the second year in a row. Uh, Iowa drinks a ton. That's all we have. Yep. We don't have anything else to do. We have no mountains. We have no oceans. It's always cold. So all we do is drink. And if we're telling you that Iowa chose Cedar Ridge over any bourbon ever made two years in a row, that's telling you guys you got to go out and check it out. I mean, we're dominating Iowa, soon to be Midwest, soon world domination. There you go. Yeah. You got to get in this train before, like, it's not cool. Like, I was drinking Cedar Ridge before. Yeah. It was cool. So I think you guys got to go to CedarRidgeWhiskey.com. Order some right to your door. Go to a store. Pick some up if they have it. I mean, they've got their flagship bourbon, which we're not. What are we drinking now? This is a limited edition thing, right? Yeah. Well, I popped over there, and this is what's also great about Cedar Ridge. Is I popped over there, just wanted to grab a bottle. Like, wasn't looking for anything fancy or anything. I just need to get my, my Cedar Ridge. Yeah. And I pop in there, and they're like, we actually just released a surprise single barrel that you can get. Surprise. There's only so many bottles. You should definitely check it out. And I was like, yeah, of course I'm going to do that. Thank you for your wonderful surprise, Cedar Ridge. Yeah. Hell yeah. So, show, a, show them that bottle. Yeah. Uh, that's a, it's a single barrel, cask strength. Uh, this thing is uh, potent stuff, but super smooth, man. You can, grab, you can grab these specialty bottles like this or yeah. the flagship bourbon, the quintessential American single malt, which is basically a, a scotch, but better. I don't really, really like scotch, but single malt's amazing. And their collaboration with Slipknot, of course. Mm. People equal shit. 
People legal shit, 515. <laughs> uh, so go, please go check them out. Consider buying a bottle. They are our dear friends. They're in our backyard. They're amazing. They're supporting this podcast. It's been like, it's been like half the episodes we've done. They've yeah. been on it. So yeah. like, clearly we love them. You guys should check them out. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. Go check them out. Cedarridgewhiskey.com. Okay, so let's talk about how long we think he was in this. Okay. 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 I, I counted. I tried to count like the the moments where there is a visual scene of like this is a new day, mm-hmm. uh, and I even added on to like the attempt the times he said he killed himself that we didn't see. Mm. So I counted forty five different days that were implied that we saw footage of. Okay, but I know you guys might have some notes on this. There's a theory out there that we're probably talking ten thousand, uh, sorry, not ten thousand hours, uh, ten years. Mm. Is is what we're assuming he was in this loop for ten full fucking years. The original script had him at ten thousand years. Yeah, which that's is just, what I heard which I too. think is just like a, a more of like the religious motif, yeah, you know. Right. Uh, and then there's also like things out there saying like it took it takes ten years to get good at something, so that's mm-hmm. why they put him in there for ten years. I got I got a little bit something different. I got twelve thousand three hundred ninety five days. Or thirty three years and three hundred fifty days. Okay, it's approximately how long Phil is stuck in the loop. Um, that was from I think uh, what culture, uh, okay. whatculture dot com did that. I don't know where they got that figure, but the, also Ramus was quoted in an interview saying it was probably like ten, or he said yeah. it was twenty five to thirty years he was stuck in there. Well, if you if you take the ten thousand hours concept, right. Uh, for him to become that skilled at playing piano and that skilled at ice sculpting and to learn all the stuff he learned and who knows what else he became skilled at. Right. 10,000 hours at eight hours a day is four years. Mm. So he had to ex- had to only focus on piano right. for four straight years to get that good. <laughs> yep. So you start doing the math. That's insanity. It's a lot. Yeah. yeah. And you're telling me you're not going to just – Use your power to seduce a woman or like <laughs> scam steal pool honeys, money. Man. Like you're I, like at ten, th- ten. I mean, ten to thirty something years later. What? Yeah. What? Who cares? You are God. Do whatever yeah. you want. I would learn how to play piano for yeah. sure. I would learn how to do like because I know like it cuts back to him several times. He's reading like eight different books. Yeah. You know? Just like I would try and learn anything that I could. Just because I have the fucking time. Yeah. You know? Here's the one thing I will tell you is that I think I don't. I think there. are are there's at some point Phil probably seduced a lot of members of that community. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and here's where it goes. Like he knows he knows so much about so many people. He knows about the young couple that's there and he finds out that he tells Rita how she has cold feet but they're kind of wondering about it. It's like well, how does he know that she has cold feet? It's just like it's not a one-time to... conversation. Correct. Yeah. It's not exactly. And and then you have like he he bounces around like there's the waitress as well and then you have uh, I think it's the other waiter guy and he's like he also paints toy soldiers and he's also gay and he's just like so maybe he like frolicked in that camp too he was yeah. just like i'm just gonna have he some may, fun on both sides have spent a year with yeah. every person exactly in oh, yeah. fucking town that's true. he's just like he's like <laughs> i don't know maybe why not like i'm just gonna <laughs> just go okay. do this and do that and, so and maybe he's gonna like it huh? yeah. maybe his mental state is like i maybe if i get to know this person i might figure out what the hell's going on yeah you'd have to try every like, angle i'm gonna try could. every door yep see what happens try burn down the bed and breakfast yeah that's what i would do he also he, he also kisses the bed and breakfast owner. Like, yeah. Yeah. Punches Ned Ryerson in the face. <laughs> Ned, <laughs> so good. The they they think he ki- he 
there, he killed himself 10 times that we know of, but we're assuming it was probably more than that. It probably just became a, oh, whatever, let's try this one. That's, that's fucking dark. It is. Because the way my head still works, <laughs> I wonder if you guys are like this, that even though it's been three years of the same day over and over, like my brain would go, well, I'm about to jump off this building, but what if today's the last day of the loop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how that's how my brain. I'd be like, I don't know, wait. I, I don't know if I can do that because, like, what if to, what if it finally is going to be over after today, and then I killed myself. That's true. Yeah. Fuck, you never know. I guess you never know when it's going to end. But at some point, he got to the point where he was comfortable enough to be like, I don't care. Yeah, I, I mean, hope I I hope I die. For me, that's at least five years. Yeah, it's going to be a while. <laughs> you know? He does say, he's like, I've killed myself so many times, I don't even think I exist anymore. He's yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, I have, I have no idea. Like, it is very dark for a PG movie. Yeah. That's, and they, I guess they don't really gloss over it, though. I mean, they're no, like, I mean, you got to explain that to your kid if they're watching this to be like, well, what's he doing? Yeah. Like, why yeah. did the lights flicker there? Yeah, there's yeah, there's exactly. Well, Hmm. Why is he making toast in the bathtub? Yeah, I don't yeah. understand that part. Yeah, I don't get that. I saw mm. Dad doing that the other day. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay, yikes. <laughs> uh, uh, Segway. <laughs> Sitteridge whiskey. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I think I think this is where the movie, it's almost like it changes a little bit, and, and it went from the fun nature to then the him getting the knowledge of Rita to mm-hmm. using it for a purpose to now we're like, and we're like, I, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. That's where everything changes. And then as we work our way back up here, scenes four and five, that's, mm-hmm. that's where it comes back around, I guess. But they had, this is the lowest of the low part of the movie. Really? Right. Yeah. I have to say one, one thing before we move on is, uh, the whole, when he's telling Rita and he's, he's, he's we're going back a little bit. He's telling Rita at the restaurant, he's got all this food around him, which is also what I would do. Yeah. Oh yeah. Eat as much Anything as I could. I wanted. They they offered him a like spit bucket to like work <laughs> with the food on on set so he could just like spit the food out after a take or whatever. Yeah, he refused, and so that angel food cake that he stuffs in his mouth, which is brilliant, the, the whole way, thing. Uh, that's what actually made him sick, and he fucking started puking on set. <laughs> that had to be like a, a nod to, to Belushi. I feel like. Oh right? yeah, maybe it had to have been right. <laughs> that <laughs> I like that. That had to be right. I would love that. Just I'm gonna you know I'm gonna believe it. I'm okay. just gonna yeah. believe that that's it what is that so. Was. That's canon now too. <laughs> Fucking cannon. <laughs> All right, so scene four, Phil eventually is able to convince Rita of his circumstances. He opens his heart to Rita, and her advice helps him to gradually find a goal for his trapped life as a benefactor to others. He cannot in a single day bring others to fulfill his needs, but he can achieve self-improvement by educating himself on a daily basis. He learns skills and tries to be as kind as possible while saving lives, but he can't seem to break the spell. Mm. I got to say before we get into like the goodness and awesomeness and everything the the scenes of him trying to help this homeless man Oof. are the most heartbreaking thing they are really dark ever i'm just like gosh that is that is really rough man yeah. and like i it seems like I don't know if we ever really get any resolve with that. It seems like he is that old man apparently is just going to die I think on this he's just, day. He's just trying to give him like the, a good day. It's like a good day that, you he, know, yeah, they, yeah, it's really, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, I think this is the most important scene of the movie mm. because, you know, we can talk about Rita making an effect on him, but I almost feel like this is what makes the biggest effect 
on Phil because this old man is the only person he cannot fix. Mm-hmm. He's been able to fix everybody in town mm-hmm. to where no one will die. Right. He saves the kid, saves the kid the, yeah. all this stuff. But Buster he can, from choking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He cannot save this old man no matter what he does. So, like, he learns that I can – at least I can do good, right? Like yeah. that, like things are inevitable and that we have to just do things while we have the chance for the, for yeah. just the good of it. Like, but like his genuine face while he's eating the yeah. soup like is, is a beautiful scene. Cause he's like actually made a different, he made a difference in this man's life. Mm-hmm. And I think this is what fully changes him for the better Yeah, is realizing that like, I can't do it all. So I'm just going to do what I can. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, I like the way you put that. I, I like I like what he says, too, when he first sees him die, like in the hospital or whatever. He's like, no, sir, you can't go in there. And he goes in there anyway, wants to see his charts. Um, uh, he says, or she says, some people just kind of die. He's like, not today. Not I can, today. No, I'm not yeah. having it today. If I can help it. And uh, it's it's really nice. I like yeah. yeah, I think you're right. It might be the one of the most important, if not the most important yeah. scene. The most uh, forgettable character in old Phil's life. Is yeah. now like the most important character. Yeah, yeah. Because like, fuck this homeless guy. Like, oh, I did the <laughs> fake. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have all my. Po- oh, mm. <laughs> uh, and even there, there was an interesting thing there too. The continuity of Harold Ramis uh, when he does go into the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a kid in the back with a broken leg. It's the kid that fell from oh, the tree. That's, oh, he's sitting in the background wow. when he walks into the hospital. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so cool. he, he would have broke his leg had Phil not helped him out. Nice. See, that's that's the crazy thing about like like being able to watch these types of movies again. And this one that is, it's all about repetition, but then you, it's like being able to see the consequences of what's yeah maybe happened earlier in the day that you didn't recognize. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's. Uh, that's a good point. I never noticed that. Actually. He may he may have, for all we know, like showed up at the hospital every day and found out what was happening. Sure, to everybody yeah, yeah. and sure. then found out where they were where they were getting hurt at. Or, yeah, or where their car accident was happening. And, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. I really yeah. li- I really like to where uh, it it's just cuts to those three old ladies that I love uh, <laughs> and want to have. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Because of them, they're like, well, I don't know what to do, Darius. I don't know. All right, <laughs> is it isn't Darius from Cool Running? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know why I said that name. Um, <laughs> but, and then they, the car just starts humping up. <laughs> I like how he just automatically there. He's like, I got you. Don't worry. Had the tire. I had the jack. Yeah. It's not a big deal. You'd be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is where he, we. I guess we see the we see the the change beginning because he's he's. He's he's coming out of his depression and he's starting to decide that he can do he can self-improve himself. Mm-hmm. Like he's learning the piano and he's learning the things. Like he's starting, he hasn't made it to that final day where he's finally agreed to save everyone's life. He's like building up to that, yeah. right? Where he hasn't signed away his soul to the devil, but he's he's working his way up to it, kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing about your about your point with um, you know, if he is in purgatory or whatnot, yeah. right? That it's like he's technically yeah, what do they say? It's like the five stages of grief or like, yeah. you know, that he, mm. he's technically going through at this point where it's like, it's denial. Um, I don't remember I got all them. Right here. You got it's, him? Uh, yeah. So it's the five stages of death and dying. Death and dying. Yeah. Denial. Yes. Which he did. He, uh, he did. This can't be real. This yeah. can't be happening. Anger. Yeah. Which is like, you know, 
probably just doing whatever you want to do. Yeah. Bargaining mm-hmm. would be like, yeah, asking, what would the bargaining stage be on this? It'd be like... Uh, bargaining would probably be something around like trying to tr- trying to get Rita to like him, yeah, you know, like, bargaining through that. Right. And, like, then depression, yep. killing yourself, then acceptance. Like he yeah. sort of falls into that acceptance mode it's of like, well... This is just what I'm going to be and this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to use my time for better and not me being a piece of shit. It also kind of reminds <laughs> you know? me too, like him, like in this stage anyway, the acceptance of it and everything and just being a, a cool, like a good human being and like remind, like re- trying to remind yourself every day to hold a door open for somebody yeah. somewhere if you can or mm-hmm. something like that. It's just like it wouldn't be such a bad place to be stuck in if like uh, doing stuff for other people made you feel good, you know? And it's just like, even if, even if that's not the case being stuck in the same day over and over again, just do that every day. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously that's what they're getting at with of him changing and everything like that, but it wouldn't be such a bad thing. Um, being stuck in a place like this, even uh, just kind of doing nice things for people. You just triggered something into me. He was initially doing things to make improve himself, yeah. mm-hmm. and now he's doing things to improve others. Right. That's where the change is. Like, okay, now we're now we're on the path here. And yeah. It's it's sort of sad that it has to take however many years, ten to thirty, whatever. <laughs> I'd like to think that <laughs> it maybe takes us part five, of ten it. days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like God. I'm going to be here for this old oh, man. I better start doing something better, and it only yeah. took me. A few hours into the second time, it's like <laughs> to really recognize it. <laughs> oh man! All right, well, let's get into the meat of this. This is the final scene here. Alrighty. So one day, Phil seems to make a conscious change. He's able to befriend almost everyone he meets during the day, using his experiences to save lives and help the townspeople. In the process, he gets closer to Rita. After the big Groundhog Day evening dance, Rita and Phil retire together to Phil's room and share a beautiful evening. He wakes up the next morning in bed with Rita and finds the time loop is broken. Phil and Rita talk about living in Punxsutawney together. Mm, a couple things right off the bat. I have to go back because I love the the alarm clock flap, like the yeah. slow like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really fucking cool. Um, and also uh, uh, his like when when he's like becoming nice and everything, he starts the morning at the like the report the like at doing the, the, at the event. Yeah, brings coffee to uh, um, what's his Larry, Larry, and Larry, Rita. Larry, Larry and Rita, and uh, it's just it's just a really cool to see him do that. And I don't know, it, it's it, it's a believable change. Yeah, like I it, you totally buy it with him. And how all the other media outlets are now like crowded around him yeah, while yeah. he's doing this. He's been working on it for ten years. He's got the perfect speech. <laughs> exactly. He's been working on this. Chekhov said, "He's like, he's like <laughs> when the winter comes, it's just like everyone's just choked up. Just like, I can't imagine a better winter to lustrous in this lustrous place." <laughs> Phil Collins, so long. <laughs> that was Connors. beautiful. Phil. Connors, sorry. Yeah, I like Phil Collins. Phil Collins, yeah. <laughs> they said, they said they, that he ad-libbed, he ad-libbed the scene with Ned Ryerson where he just walks up and he goes, he hugs him, he goes, <laughs> I, I don't know where you're headed, but can you call it sick? <laughs> he said that was a complete <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. What, and, what a, and Ned runs away. Yeah, what a great response because it's not, it's not scripted, but that means that his response is technically not so, scripted. So Ned Ryerson's <laughs> it's like, uh, I gotta go. And then just run away. <laughs> it's like, I, Ned is my favorite though. Like uh, uh, that scene, the one where, where he goes, I think it's the first time he goes, I could stand here and I could stand here and talk, but I'm not going. I'm not going to. <laughs> Bill says to or when he punches him in the I, I love the Ned Ryerson. Yeah. All his interactions it was with, with Ned Ryerson is just, is just phenomenal. Apparently the person who played Ned Ryerson and Bill Murray have gone to 
I think it's Puxc- yeah. Puxatani in real life, and like they're like grand marshals. Yeah, the grand marshals, and they took the groundhog out and everything like <laughs> oh that. My They've God. been ambassadors of of the actual shadow seeing or whatever. There's That's also great. supposedly where this was filmed in Woodstock. Uh, there's a small plaque that That's reads <laughs> "Bill Murray stepped here," <laughs> right, where the, right where the first step was. That's awesome. Yeah. Man. Think about that. That's the that's the most important step and location of the entire movie. That's if, true. If Ned is the devil, so that's true. Uh, let's talk about Larry. Let's talk about Chris Elliott. All right, because he, he's nice. He's he's a very nice B character in this movie, but when he really shines is the end. Yeah, for me, like these last this last day <laughs> yeah. is my favorite Larry moments because like he does where he takes the tip back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he like, oh, that's fine. Out. I'll just yeah. I'll just leave a tip, and he just takes it back. <laughs> takes it back, and then his like, doesn't dance. break at all. Like his, no. like, you see his face is like. It's just so serious. He's like, done this before. Yeah. His dance moves out there, yeah. Thing. yeah. And then like he when he puts his arm around uh, Nancy, Nancy. <laughs> but I think the best the best Larry moment is when he like psychs himself up to getting on stage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he goes, <laughs> does a little spin. Yeah. And <laughs> what are you gonna get for this guy? <laughs> <laughs> After like the wonderful introduction of Phil Connors, oh, God, he yeah. jumps up and he's like, "What are we gonna do? This guy is just dollar fifty. It's just twenty cents." We've all been there. We're all musicians. Everyone knows you never follow the best fucking guy. No. <laughs> you do not. And that he, Larry, was this dog shit anyway. Yeah. And then he followed the best man in the room. You do not do that. Don't do it, man. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh man. Wouldn't wouldn't like all these people? I mean, no, I know she is like concerned about it, but like, wouldn't all these people coming up to this person who you've known really only known for a day at the, like as far as Rita's concerned right all these people coming out to me like hey man thanks for doing this wouldn't it be some sort of a concern like have you been here before like you only come here once a year right you know and he's yeah like just just in Rita's shoes anyway it's just like wouldn't it be just like this is fucking well, weird he may have set this up earlier in the day because in the, in the old days we, he was always like I hate this place we got to get out of here so he may right. have already set this up of of no, I love this place. That's true. Uh, maybe, but I, yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, though. it would just be like, what? The, you're a doctor. <laughs> you, know? you play piano. It's PhD? more of an honorary title. Yeah, <laughs> honorary title. <laughs> it's like, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I I love watching him become this better person. For some reason, it was like really heartwarming watching him become this person. Like it was this time around watching these movies again, and like I imagine maybe that's why people. Loved it, obviously, so much back then. I didn't get it as a kid, and now here I am. And I'm just like, oh, I, I do like this. Mm, there you go. Yeah. I like, uh, well, she does, Rita end up, ends up buying him or whatever for 300 and something dollars. Yeah. Uh, $339.88. I, <laughs> damn, I knew it. <laughs> All that <laughs> currency is. That's my prop. That's your prop. <laughs> yeah. I need that right now. I'll tell you what. You know, it's worth about six fifty five right now. Okay. Dang near twice as much as what she said. Okay, so, yeah. There you go. I would take that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I like when he goes outside and he's like doing the ice sculpture of yeah. her or whatever. And I, th- I think she says like, oh, it's majestic and beautiful. I'm like, no, that is fucking horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's like a death mask. It's like, a death it's like she's, her face is like, <laughs> She's frozen in, in the ice sculpture. It's it's, it's this is, horrifying. This is solo shit. Exactly. Yeah. This is when he ice picks her and leaves that as his calling card. Like that is <laughs> yeah. like fucking terrifying. Well, I, I've tried killing myself. I've yeah. tried killing you. you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're the problem, Rita. Yeah. <laughs> uh, AJ, to your point, there is another thought 
here that Bill Murray, that the Phil Connors was meant to be the savior of the world mm. and that this was his trial period to get him ready for it. Oh, uh, I did. I, st- I took a Buddhism class in college. Yeah. Uh, more just to be like, I'm so cultured. Because you're, you're a really interesting <laughs> yeah. person. I take, I take philosophy. Right after yeah. your oh, reggae classes. Yeah. Did you also <laughs> study French philosophy? No. <laughs> it's French poetry. <laughs> I'm not learning another language. <laughs> well, Fuck what a waste of time. Huh? Do you have a PhD? I mean, do you know piano? <laughs> no, I don't. But... But what I do know is, um, so there's a term called samsara, uh, which is the cycle of repeated birth, like the mundane existence and dying again, and then you're born again into it. So there's there's a little bit of a connection there. Um, samsara is considered to be suffering, general, mm. unsatisfactory, painful. Uh, achieving nirvana mm-hmm. is where is how you you end your desires and you escape. Samsara. So they're basically the thought is is that Phil Connors becomes Bodhisattva, yeah, which is the person that that is able to escape. Patrick However, Swayze and Patrick Brace. Swayze. Yes. However, the Bodhisattva is said to reach, like, get close to Nirvana, but then come back in order, like, fully enlightened, armed with knowledge, to then save the rest of the world. Mm. So see. think about if this is real. If if there's no selling your soul to the devil and he is now out of the time loop. This man is the savior of the world. Yeah. Right. He's he the, is. He's the one. He's the one. <laughs> he's the one. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, no. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> I, I, do, I do like that thought, that juxtaposition thought cool. process yes. of like, okay, he's like meant to save the world. Right. He's the second coming of whatever religion you want mm-hmm. to believe he is. Gotcha. Well, like, like and it, they trained him. He's ready to go. Like we've been saying, like the, the first draft of this was more philosophical and it had those like touching yeah. to it and everything like that. Mm. But it's cool that they're, it's a comedy movie, but they're still there. You can still kind of think about them. You can dissect and, it. And they work. Yeah. They work really well. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. Oh, yeah. What about, uh, what about some other weird stuff? Uh, I got you, babe. Yeah. I wanted, I had to go back and figure this out. So when he finally wakes up, it's a different part of the song. It's yeah. not the same. Like I always thought it was still the, I'll put your little man, man. Man. it's not. It starts on the chorus, so we, we you your mind doesn't remember. You're like, oh, is it the same day? But it's it's clearly if you knew what part of the song it was, right. it's a different day. So the part of the song that repeats is the end of the third chorus that that he's repeating every day that he's waking mm. up to. When the loop's finally broken, uh, it goes all the way back to the first chorus. Ah. So is this like a new mm. new lease on life for Phil? Like a chance to start over from the beginning, right? Or is that just a total? I don't know. What could have been like a different song, you know? Like yeah. like da whom the bell tolls, you know, something like that or something. <laughs> Sweet emotion. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> could yeah, we could have just done a different song. <laughs> uh and also the the song uh where um let's see the closing song when they're walking down the streets called Almost Like Being in Love from Brigadoon, mm. a musical which dealt with a village trapped in time. Oh, nice that. little callback there. Let's we look. like to think that this is all planned out, but yes. we're guessing it's just like, that's a good song. Oh, that was good. <laughs> yeah, put that one there because it says something about almost in love, yeah. and they're almost in they're, kind of love they're there. In love. They, do, we think we are. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do like that it did. They, it doesn't imply anyway that they did sleep together that night True. or she just stayed with him. I do like that about it because that would have been like, it's, it's like he did fully change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was like, it would have been gross if that was the case. You know, yeah. it was like, you know, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait, babe. Yeah. We'll wait, you babe. Know? We're going to buy a place here in Punxsutawney. Yeah. We'll, we'll rent. We'll rent first. We'll rent first. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, do you want to break it? You got anything That's else you good, want to talk man. about? All right. So we we fully dissected this. We have to do our modern day, modern eye ratings. AJ, what do you got on this one? I really enjoyed watching this movie uh, now. It's not like I, I, I can't go all the way up to like 98% tomato meter, meter right. style, right? But at the same time, you get it. Anyways. Um, no, but I I did find it very heartwarming like to see Bill Murray like kind of de- tap into this like – I can't think of the word I'm trying to think. He's he's just always sarcastic. He's just yeah. always being this person. He's just always being Bill Murray. And like this is like one of the few times I feel like I'm seeing Bill Murray not be that way. And I love the heartwarming like aspects to him, like his change. So um I like Andy McDowell. I really do like She is great. She's great in this. We didn't, we didn't talk about her at all. She, we yeah. didn't talk about her a ton. She got a lot of flack from even some critics and like really? like user reviews, which I don't understand because I really enjoy her in yeah. this movie. They're I, saying I, that like she used her South Carolina like she has a thick South Carolina. Carolina accent mm-hmm. and some like lines that she said didn't come out right mm. and like critics were like well she just we can't understand what she's saying like what the fuck are you talking about who gives a shit what like, get, get, get the subtitles you know what, yeah. fuck, fuck up <laughs> why do you go fuck yourself spoiler alert spoiler alert fuck yourself yeah. <laughs> So, but, uh, and then all the supporting cast, man, like there's, it's a great supporting cast in this whole thing. And, uh, and I really enjoy it. So I'm going to give this a 7.3. Oh my God. 7.3. Sean, what about you, buddy? I agree with everything AJ said. Uh, and so 7.3, no, um, <laughs> yeah, did, got did, it. Did <laughs> whatever. Um, no, you're right. The, like it, Bill Murray is like as much as we've talked about it off air and I probably on air too of like he's just not that to me as he is to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think other people like really love him and I'm not sold on him as much, but he definitely does do a turn in this movie where you're right. He does drop the sarcastic bit and become like a, a full fledged character who went mm-hmm. through a lot, you know, right. Uh, who had an actual arc. Um, I think the movie's extremely well made. Like I said, all, all the staging and everything that they would have to do to get pull a lot of these things off is incredible. Um, I'm going to, I like it a lot and I think it's really heartwarming and, and funny and entertaining. I'm going to go, I'm a 6.5. 6.5. I, I think this movie is so important because it, literally changed the definition of Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. People, people are like, it's like Groundhog Day. Yeah. Like, uh, you're like, no, Groundhog Day is just like the squirrel, the squirrel, per- whatever. They're talking the about this movie <laughs> now, they're, and they're, they're yeah, like, oh, movie, weird. It's a Groundhog Day. The thing. meaning of Groundhog Day is now to be stuck in a time right. loop. Yep. Exactly. Like, what? Exactly. What? So that's really important. And I think being critical modern day, this this hits home because, like, it's still the same, even though we're not living the same day over, like we are living the same day. If you have a boring life and you do the same thing every day, who cares if it's the next day, if you're still literally doing the same thing, having the same shitty pointless conversations with people, wake up, go to work. So like this is a metaphor to me about adding excitement, making a change in your life, doing good in the world, Mm -hmm. starting a podcast, starting a podcast, (laughs) hopefully selling it for a million dollars. Right. I'm just saying like living your life. That's the, what I took from this. Um, the, the underlying meanings that dug up really improved this movie for me. I can't go too crazy. It keeps sticking in my head that this is the movie that ruined Harold Ramis and Bill Murray. Yeah, yeah. That's true. And for some reason that just like that pulls me back down a little bit. Yeah. They did uh, they did come to some physical like, it, like hours before Harold Ramis yeah, died or something yeah. like that. Or well, it, during the filming of this like they I think Ramis like took him by the collar and like shoved him up against the wall or something like that and like he, that was it for 
Bill yeah. Murray and but it bugs uh, me subconsciously. I don't but know. Bill yeah. Murray's come out and said like he, it, yeah. it's a great fucking movie and he was a really good dude. So yeah. I'm a I'm a seven point nine on this. Nice. Wow. That's okay. a seven point two three. That puts us right when we're talking post ratings. Seven point two three puts us right above Fast and the Furious and right below Point Break. Oh wow! Okay. okay. Uh, great action. Another same, great action uh, flick added into that. No. We, yeah, we got we got a movie to break those two same movies up. <laughs> Actually, we did. Hey. Oh my god! Uh, all, all, you know what? All three of these movies like shot cars off of cliffs. So yeah, it makes there sense. You go. It makes perfect sense. Makes I think perfect so. Sense. Yeah. yeah. You can't ever go above a seven point three if you're going to shoot a car off. That's the right. <laughs> Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. It means the world to have you here. Uh, tune in next Wednesday. We will be reviewing Patreon Choice. They picked it. 51st dates in yeah. honor of Valentine's Day, yeah. chosen directly by our Patreon members. If you want to learn more about joining, go to patreon.com slash confusedbreakfast. After that, the shinning. The, sh- the shining. We finally. The we're I, doing I, it. We're going to tell you, it's basically going to be two hours of me and AJ going, you don't say. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and it's just going to be Sean going. <laughs> and I'm actually very excited. There's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of, well, actually. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to go through a scene and be like, uh, you missed a little bit there. Just, Mike, Mike, I know you like fan theories, but that's fucking dog shit because it's not true. <laughs> the blood was actually jello. <laughs> Oh my God. And if you're new to the podcast, we're trying to tell you to go back in time. Uh, This time last year, we did a mini bite about the prices, right? Got to. Uh, In fact, that's, again, I'm wearing merch. Uh, That's where pre funeral home came from, you guys. So uh, that was an absolute, unbelievable episode to listen. Fun history. I think you should go check that out. Cool show. Fun show. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Please stay in touch with us by following on all of our social media platforms. At Confused Breakfast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and Confused Be Fast on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave a review on the podcast platform of your choice right now. Also, we have merch. You know you want to rep the Confused Breakfast in public. Mugs, stickers, shirts, all kinds of goodies. Go to confusedbreakfast.com for a direct link. And don't forget about our voicemail number 319-804-9596. Links to everything you could ever need from us are in the show notes or at confusedbreakfast.com. This includes a way to follow all of us individually in our personal projects that we want you to check out. Mission of the day, tell your friends about us. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.